Welcome to Digging Deeper. Today, Pastor Sean shares doing what is needed in such a time as this from James chapter 1, 17 to 27. Now, to Pastor Sean. Good evening, everybody. Uh, sorry for the uh, the lateness. Uh, we uh, I can't wait till we're actually back to uh, together, so I don't have to deal with all this technology. But uh, all is well. Pray you've had a blessed Wednesday. Pray pray you've had a a good week thus, thus far. And um, we'll wait just a couple minutes till uh, for others to join us. Um, just a quick update on on the gathering together celebration. Um, I am working on trying to get everything we need f- to gather up and get together. I am talking to other pastors to see how they also have done it, just to ensure that we're doing everything by the book and the way we're supposed to. Um, so as far as it stands right now, we're still on the books for the 21st, as we uh, as we have announced. Uh, if anything changes, you'll be the first to know. How's that? Um, so it's good to see better everybody as we see people coming online. Um to to uh, to say that we've had a rough week or a rough couple weeks or a rough 2020, I think would be an understatement uh, for us this year, and um, it, it can it can still it can really wear on you. Uh, I know personally for me, uh, I was not affected by COVID 19 or anything going on. Um, you know, I didn't know anybody that got it. I knew someone who who got the test. But I personally didn't know anybody who got it. Um, but it was mentally, I don't know about you, but it was mentally exhausting uh, just to hear the news every day, every day. Um, and then, you know, the, the fact of, um, you know, hearing the numbers in the media. And, and, and I even spoke about it in, in, in church that, you know, limit the, the amount of media that we allow in our hearts and our minds and our ears because that could start to consume us. Um, now with everything going on with the, uh, with the protests and, and everything happening, uh, it just feels like we're not getting, we're not getting ahead. We're, we're, every day we're struggling for some kind of good news. And um, that's why I think it's so important for us to keep the Word of God uh, next to us in, a, in our hearts, amongst our hearts and our minds, because that is good news. The gospel has not lost its message. The gospel is still the good news, whether it's sunshine outside or it's raining outside. And so um, I just wanted to, to briefly talk tonight about something that the Lord laid on my heart for such a time as this. Um, I found this, uh, this, this, these points that we're going to go over this evening, and I just meant it hit home. Um, if you know Billy Graham, which I'm sure everybody does, 
that was an awesome man of God. Truly was. And uh, so I, I was reading, just doing some studying. And the Lord just compressed upon me to kind of take tonight and go over these points. And I want to share with you five ways you can respond in times of crisis. Five ways that you can respond in crisis. Uh, we're still going to go back to our book of Ephesians study uh, again next week, and we'll continue that through. But uh, I just felt the Lord impress it upon me for such a time as this uh, to, to kind of just encourage us, uh, take these to, to heart, apply them to our lives uh, during these times and during these days. Because you know what? Hey, the real truth is, you know, we've had COVID, we've had the protest, and uh, it's funny what happened to those murder hornets? I mean, they're probably still on the same way. So we, we don't we don't know what tomorrow holds. But isn't it nice to know that we know who holds tomorrow? And so we can rest our hope. We can rest our faith in that, knowing that um, we're gonna be we're gonna be better than okay, knowing God has it all in His hands and control. Um, if you if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to First Thessalonians five eleven. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 11. And that's what we're gonna, that's gonna kind of be the theme of our of our talk tonight. And um, it's a very familiar passage of scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5:11. And it says this. Sorry, I'm live. I don't have my little caption at the bottom. I'm spoiled. Some of you have heard. It says, comfort each other. And edify one another. I think more than ever, we need people who can comfort people and uplift and encourage. And I love that scripture because we're all human. I made this comment the other night. It makes sense that our hearts often hurt for people when when things are you know happen to them, or if they're impacted by tragedies, whether it's in our own community, whether it's in our home whether it's in our nation, across the nation, um, tragedies and in and, and crisis and difficult situations can really feel us help, make us feel helpless. And I don't know about you, but I've, I've kind of felt that way. I have kind of felt hopeless um, in some of these, some of these days. Um, does that mean God has changed or my relationship with Jesus Christ has changed? No. You know what that means? That means I'm, I'm human. Um, I have up days. I have down days. God is consistent. But with everything just compressing down, down, down on you, it's easy to become hopeless. And so what, what do we do in times of, you know, crisis? And, and how do we respond to, you know, violence and destruction, you know, all around us, not just in our own communities or our nation, but around the world? How do, how do we handle this? How do we respond to it? And I want to go over these five points with you tonight. The first one is probably the most important, to be honest with you. And uh, Billy Graham has said that prayer is the Christian's greatest weapon. So the first point is to pray deeply. Uh, if you've been part of us uh, for for since COVID, I, I don't even, I can't remember the exact date. I'd have to go look. It was probably mid March after we stopped meeting together. Uh, we came up with uh, "If My People," and it was a nightly time of Facebook Live where we got together. Uh, we prayed. Uh, we spent just five minutes, ten minutes in prayer as a group online, and uh, we just prayed. 
sometimes we pray the same thing over and over. Sometimes we let the Lord, you know, let the Lord just as as He laid on our hearts to pray. Um, but as believers, we, we we need to look up, you know, and we seek God out through prayer. No matter how dark the day is, God is our light, and um, and we need to trust in His sovereignty. We need to trust in Him because Scripture tells us that prayer is the most powerful, one of the most powerful resources that we actually have. But how can you pray more deeply? You know, maybe maybe some of you, you you've 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 been serving the Lord for for twenty, thirty years. You know, how can we pray more deeply? Well. We can pray with humility, as our theme scripture for if my people says, come to me in humbleness. Come to me, pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways, and I will hear you. We can pray with certainty, knowing that what we pray is going to a God that's not closing his ears to us, not turning his back on us. But he is listening very intently. In some situations, he may be even quieting the angels down just to hear your prayer. That's the importance and the intent that he has on you, with you. We, we can pray with authority. Church, I think we need to grab this even by the horns, if, if pardon me, pardon the pun. We need to get this in, in our heart. And we need to start praying with some authority. Jesus Christ, by what he did on the cross, has given us authority over everything that we can come and face with. And we can need to start praying with authority, not just praying out of, out of habit or praying just because it's something that good we should do. No, if you know Jesus Christ and he lives within your heart, you have the authority to, to cast demons down, to cast demons out, to call things out. Last night I put something on Facebook that we would be praying against the spirits of the of this rebelliousness, I got this from a from another uh, sister in the, in the Lord yesterday, and I kind of took and I I spun with it a little bit, and I said, "Hey, we need to be praying against the spirit of rebelliousness in this nation. We need to be lifting up our nation." And 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 if you think we're not in a spiritual war, then then I can't help you, because we are truly in a spiritual war. We always have been. It's just intensified here in these last days. And so we need to begin to be praying humili with humility, with certainty, with authority in the name of Jesus, and with clarity. Make sure we know what it is we're praying for. Make sure that we're making our point before God, and we're saying, Lord, this is what I'm praying for. God, we are coming to you as one mind and one accord, and we are saying, we need you. You know, it's funny because the word also says that when we don't have words, or if you think like you're beating down a, a dead horse with the same prayer every day and every day, ask God's Holy Spirit to help you. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is an intercessor for us, and he cries out to God for us when we don't know what to say. The Holy Spirit's always praying through me because there's so many times I just don't have the words to, to pray. And so he'll speak through me and he'll cry out through my heart to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome to think about? That the Holy Spirit knows our heart, knows our thoughts, and he cries out to God for us in times where we're, we're completely without words. Now, for some of us, that's kind of hard to do, I know, but, but the Holy Spirit's there to do so. So number one is to pray deeply in times of crisis and duress.
Number two, immerse yourself in God's Word. And I know that I talk about this a lot. I know I preach about this a lot. But can I tell you, these two things here can save your life and keep you consistent with the Lord. When you feel as if your very soul hurts from all the news reports and media outlets and social media of maybe another, you know, of, of what we've just witnessed, uh, another injustice um, or an evil act or, or disaster or another hurricane or another earthquake or tornado, and how do you find your comfort? How have you been able to find your comfort in the last week and a half? Have you been able to turn off the TV? Have you been able to turn off social media and all outlets of you know news and just turn on the Word of God and, and, and get into just a time of reading? I have. I, I've had to. Um, I've had to turn the, the TV off. I've had to turn the social media off um, because, it, as I mentioned, it can consume you. It can make it to where that's all you're thinking about. That's all you're completely thinking about. And that's not what the Bible says we're supposed to be thinking about at all. The Bible actually says, think on those things above. Think on those things that are right. Can I tell you, the Word of God is a place of refuge and shelter. The Bible tells us that every Word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him, Proverbs 35 tells us. He is a shield. I don't know about you, but I need a shield tonight. I need a place of refuge. I need a place to hide my head. I need a place just to get away from it all. And can I tell you, the best place to find it is in the Word of God. It, it, it is. There's nowhere better. How many times can you read Psalms? Keep reading. I love it because David was just like me. He was a knucklehead. He made mistakes. He got upset. He got his feelings hurt. And yet... God took care of him, and he prayed. And a lot of those psalms you can find in, in every psalm a situation, and it goes back to number one, praying deeply. If you don't know what to pray, go to psalms. There's a lot of prayers in there, and they're word for word what you may need or have to go through. And in, you're doing two in one here. You're reading the words of God. You're just accompanying yourself around the word of God, and you're praying. So we need to immerse ourselves in the, in the word of God. We need to memorize the Word of God. And I just add that note. It's not on my notes here. But I think we need to memorize the Word of God. We've gotten spoiled in the fact that we have our phones in our pocket, and I can look up a scripture right on point or, or you know, uh, maybe find it on a computer. There used to be a thing, and, and Judy Dean will remember this, and I brought this up in the past. That as a Sunday school teacher, she would she would challenge us to, to memorize a, a scripture uh, for, for the next week. And if we did, then we, we, I don't remember, remember maybe a piece of candy or something. But we were, we were taught to memorize the scriptures. And why do we do that? Because there may be a day, church, when the physical Bible is no longer allowed. There may be a day where you, if you got caught with the app on your phone, you could get in trouble. And I know I'm just, you know, I'm not, maybe I'm not, I'm not speaking fantasy. And so we need to have the Word of God hidden in our hearts. We need to have it in our hearts to call upon in those times when we don't have something physical to pick up and read. We need to have it in our hearts so that the Holy Spirit would bring it to remembrance to us so that in the time of need, we would have a sword of the Spirit to fight off that which we're going against. That's why we need to memorize it. And that's why we need to immerse ourselves in the Word of God.
Third, we need to guard our heart. So first, we need to pray deeply. Second, we need to immerse ourselves in the Word of God. And third, we need to guard our heart. Billy Graham is quoted as saying, Grief can kill a person emotionally and physically. If not counteracted with God's strength and power, our personal weakness may debilitate. <laughs> it may wipe us out. How's that? I can't say that word. It may wipe us out. Emotionally, physically, grief can kill us. If you've ever lost a loved one, if you've ever lost a friend, grief is, is very heavy to carry. And do our minds ever just, you know, you may have experienced grief even through this past week and a half. And, and, you know, with the graphic images that the media, for whatever reason, needs to continue to show us. But we, we've got it. We, we got it the first hundred times. And I understand how important it is that we need to have that in our mind and the injustice that happened. But these, these, these get into our minds and they, they don't get erased. And you may have experienced, you know, some people in, in certain situations, even from this from media, they can experience what's called secondary trauma from viewing video clips and photos on whether it be TV or social media. They're not even there, but the visual of it, to be able to see it messes with their mind, messes with their head and their heart and their spirit. And it's important that we recognize how these lasting impressions can affect as they can be both physical, emotional, and worse off, spiritually damaging. You see, we've got to guard our heart. Proverbs tells us to guard our heart. And we need to do so. We need to be careful, as I've already mentioned earlier in the study, that we need to be careful of how much we allow the television to feed these, these eyes, to feed these ears, how much social media... I um I know a young man who's struggling with the situation that's going on. And this has got him bad. And he is struggling. He doesn't understand. And there's a lot not to understand, I get it. But I have I've seen him on the scrolling through the phone or or catching video clips. And I just make the comment, son, the word of God is stronger. God is bigger than this. And you need to refocus. Keep yourself centered. Don't fall to the left or the right on this. Keep yourself centered on the word of God. Because it's so easy for us to become grief and become depressed and so emotionally and, and physically sick. And then unfortunately spiritually but the enemy can get in our minds where the battle is, right? And that's why we wear the helmet of helmet of uh, salvation, because that's where the battle is. If he can get in there and start putting into our minds things that, that aren't true, because remember, he don't speak any truth. And so we need to be careful. We need to guard our hearts. We need to be careful what we allow in our hearts. I know this is basic teaching tonight. But I just feel the Lord just leading us to do, to listen, to, to, to go over it again, to pray, to seek him out in his word, to get deep into his word. Find out who God really is. You know, the world has their own opinion of who God is. And if they just read the word of God, they'd see that it's not their opinion at all. 
it's totally different than what they think he is. And finally, next we need to guard our heart. Next is care for others. And we need to care for others. Galatians 6.2 says that we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It's important to guard your heart, but you can also support others experiencing maybe secondary trauma or going through a difficult situation. Maybe they've been going through a personal crisis as well. See, everything that's going on around us with COVID and everything that's going around with the with the injustices and the protests and the riots and everything going on, our lives haven't stopped. We still have things going on in our personal life, whether it be our health, whether it be relationship problems, whether it be whatever it may be. We still are living life. We still have our own issues. And so we've got to be the kind of person that cares for others. Understand that someone may need a hug. Someone may need just a word of encouragement. Someone may just need a phone call to say, hey, haven't talked to you in a little while. Checking in. How are you doing? I love you. You know, that, that they say that, um, and, and Roger might remember him. I think this is, I'm not going to get it right as he did. But they say that if you give someone a smile uh, rather than a frown, your, your chances are you're going to smile back. Um, are better than, you know, if you frowned at them or just looked at them with a weird look. But if you smile, nine times out of ten, someone's going to smile back. And sometimes, have you? do you know that there may be a person that comes through your path through the day, all they need is a smile. All they need is just someone to just to look at them in the way and make them feel like a human and, and loved at the same time, just with a smile. And so... So we just need to be that type of person that Christ has called us to be, to love. And it's kind of what we've been talking about on Sunday mornings about being the church, being that, that extension of Christ's hand and loving and caring for one another. Um, I think if there was a lot more caring for one another, uh, we may not be in the situation we're in today as a nation. And so we need to bear one another's burdens. We need to carry one another up and encourage and 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 just be there for one another. I know there's people that are like, no, I can carry this on my own. And and I understand there's people like that, but we still need to be that people to go and say, hey, if you need anything, if I can help you at all, here I am. Here I am. And finally, number five, we need to support crisis ministries. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of other, others. No matter how out of control the world gets, taking action and selflessly serving others can allow God's perfect peace to flow through your heart and to fill your heart. Just being a part of a ministry it is enough to, to, to fill your heart. God can use you in times like this. In crisis times, well, this doesn't really affect me. Listen, if God is leading you to help people, um, but you know, you're fighting it, or maybe it's not your thing, or you're scared, seek God out. Because if He's wanting you to help somebody, that's the Spirit saying, "Hey, there's a need, and you're the right person for it. I've got a purpose for you. I got a plan for you. And and, and maybe you want to help people, but you can't be there in person." But, you know, with technology today and, and, and all the different things that we have in play, we can, we can be a help from a distance. 
Um, I'm proud to, of our church that we support Israel, uh, even here from America, from a small little town in California. Uh, we help and we support Israel. Um, I want our church to become more involved in other ministries of help and service, uh, even within our own community. And I know we'll get there one day very soon. Um, but we need to be that church that, that cares um, for, for everybody and be able to support and help others. Um, the world is hurting, church. And you can see it on your television screen. You can see it on the social media. You may be hurting. You may be down and downcast tonight. But I want to encourage us tonight. Let us not forget who our reigning king is who our sovereign God is. Let us not forget tonight that he is victorious, that he overcame the grave, death, and hell, so that you and I tonight would have a hope and a salvation, not to hold to ourselves, but to give to others and share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. What the world needs now is some good news. And again, I don't think there's any better news than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so just to recap tonight, the five things that we can do starting tonight during this time of crisis and this time of, of distraught that maybe we, we've never seen our nation in this situation before. Um, you know, as far as 46 years old, I, I've not seen the nation go back to back with major situations and major disasters back to back. But here we are. And... Um, but the five things we need to remember tonight is to pray deeply. Begin to pray deep. If you've kind of scaled back on your prayer, I'd encourage you to kind of just spend a few more extra minutes with the Lord in prayer. And if you're struggling with what to pray, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will, will fill in the gaps. Second, we need to immerse ourselves in the Word of God and be filled with it. And we need to memorize it. And we need to know it. So, so that it, we don't have to have it in front of us, but it comes from our heart. It comes from who we are and who Christ is building in us. Third, we need to guard our heart. We need to make sure that if there's grief or there's pain uh, that can harm and, and, and bring, a, bring your, even your, your, physical down, your physical, your emotional, or your spiritual life down, we need to be able to guard our hearts and not let our minds run our lives. But we need to let our hearts run our lives and guard what we allow in. Guard what we, what we allow to be come through these eyes, come through these ears. Number four, we need to care for each other. We need to bear one another's burdens. We need to be there in times of, of, of happiness and joy. And we need to be there in times of sadness and grief and difficulty. We need to be there at all times. Because it fulfills the law of Christ and it fulfills the commandment to love one another as Christ has loved us. And finally, we need to be supportive. We, we need to support crisis ministries. We need to act selfishly um, by serving others where we can. Um, Miss Judy had an awesome idea that, that I want to, when all this COVID stuff gets over with, I want to do this. I'm, I'm just letting everybody know now um, it's something that we're definitely looking into, but it's 
we got to get out and let the word known church to our community and a simple peanut butter and jelly sandwich with some chips and an apple and a drink to the homeless with a small just word in there with a track with the with the small bible in there just to let them know jesus is alive he loves them and so keep that in your back pocket because we're probably going to come up with that um, you know barring the lord coming back uh I w- i'd like to get that done before the end of the year that's kind of one of the things when she said that my heart just exploded with excitement. But we need to get out there and, and be able to to uh, to minister and, and to let each person not look to their own interest, but to the interest of others. Church, I pray this has blessed you tonight and that 1 Thessalonians 5.11, to comfort each other and edify one another, will be highly stamped on your heart in these days. That it will change the person that you are. Let Jesus Christ change. Maybe you're not a people person, and that's okay. But let God move in your life. Let him direct you. Let him guide you wherever he can use you and see what happens. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you. I give you honor and I give you praise for your word. I ask God tonight that you would that we would take these points tonight, and though they may be a repetition teaching or something I've heard before, God, I pray that we would apply them to our lives and our hearts. God, that we would begin to pray deeper than we have ever prayed before. And God, that when we don't have the words, Lord, your Holy Spirit would fill, Lord, the gap, and that he would cry, Lord God, and step in for me, Father, where I don't know what to say, but you do. And so, God, I ask that I would pray deeper, Father, I pray that I would begin to get a fire and a hunger and a passion for your word, to immerse, to to completely immerse myself in the word of God. Father, where I'm reading and and I lose time because I'm in the word, just soaking it up and it's becoming a part of me, Lord God. Father, I, I ask God that my heart would be guarded, that I'd be careful what I watch and what I listen to and and even how much I do, Father God. Let not the things of this world get inside to cause me grief or pain that would cause me physical grief or emotional pain or even worse, destroy my spirit, Lord God. Let me guard my heart. Father, give me a passion and a love for others, a care for others, Lord. Let me bear one another's burdens, Lord God, as you've called us to do. Let us let me make a simple phone call just to check in and say, hey, how are you doing? I love you. I miss you. It's been a minute. Can I help you with anything? Let us get out of our selfishness, Father God, and be willing to take on another's burdens, Lord God. I know we have our own, but God, give us a passion to love one another and to carry each other's burdens that we've not had, especially in this day. And finally, God, give us a Give us a ministry, Father God, and that we can support, that we can you know, be a ministry to this community. Father, help us to be a part of this community in a way, Lord God, that shines for you, that builds the kingdom, Lord, and shows others that Jesus Christ is the way. And I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for these tonight that have joined tonight. I ask you to bless them. I ask you to be with them in this evening. And, Father, we just love and we thank you. And until we meet again, God, Give us all your blessings and let us follow you in all your ways. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. I want to make a quick comment really quick. Terry had a pretty good comment. Deposit the word. I like that. Deposit the word into our hearts. And and um, so do that. Begin to do that even more so. And um, let's go forward, church. And again, as we've been talking about on Sundays, 
be the true church. For those of you who will, we will be meeting in about a half an hour from now for If My People for Prayer. So until then, God bless. We'll see you soon.